Welcome to another spectacular word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word today? All right. Open up your Bibles to Romans, the eighth chapter. Today, uh, the title of our message today is He Leads Me. He Leads Me. Y'all, y'all probably may not remember that old Baptist hymn. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I will be. For by his hand, he leadeth me. Well, uh, you can imagine it. Boy, it's just amazing how much God provides leadership in our lives. In Romans, the eighth chapter, in verse 14, uh, the Apostle Paul is writing here to the Christians, to the born again believers, specifically to the church in Rome. And he says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. You know there's something special about being a child of God. There's something that a child of God can expect that others in the world, even though they may be smart, even though they may be blessed, they may be rich, they may be you know, blessed even by God. Yet there's something special about being a child of God. Verse 15 says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Isn't that a pretty good deal? I have not received a spirit of this world that makes me a fearful slave to the elements of this world, to the limitations of this world. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. This past week, I was talking with one of my granddaughters, and and, uh, um, I, I, I was talking about the principles of God. How that some principles, some laws of God, which He has set in place to govern mankind and to govern the universe, some of the principles of God work for you, whether you are a born-again believer or whether you're lost as a goose. Some things just work. God has set principles in order, in line for mankind, and He has established rules that govern life. And we often see that the natural realm of our lives unfolds much like the natural realm of everybody else's life, whether they know God or not. But yet there are some things that work in our lives in a spiritual realm that far supersede and far outshine or are a lot more powerful and eternal that are in a spiritual realm in the life of a child of God that the child of this world has not and cannot experience. Now, the natural laws that God has set in place and the spiritual principles that go along with those, some of those affect every one of us. For example, if you hit your finger with a hammer, guess what? It's going to hurt whether you're born again or not. Okay? That's the way it works, all right? 
uh, no matter if you're saved by the blood of Jesus or if you're lost as a goose, you're going to need a parachute before jumping out of a plane. Hello, if you expect to have, you know, good results. Some things work for us, they are just laws. They are not just laws of nature, but when somebody says it's a law of nature, it's a law of God. God has put that into nature. And God is not, you know, against laws of nature. He is able to be supernatural, and He's able to supersede those laws. But, but uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a reality that we have to understand some things work for everybody. For example... Generous people tend to prosper. It's a law of God. Whether you're born again or whether you're lost, whether you're a child of God or a child of this world, generous people tend to prosper. It's just a law, Proverbs eleven twenty five says. People who show mercy will receive mercy in times of need. That's just a law of God, Psalms eighteen twenty five. People who don't work, don't eat. That's just a law of God. I mean, if you go, if, if, if that's, that, that works for everybody. You can't get born again and decide you don't want to work. It doesn't work that way. You know, I'm sorry, but it's still going to require you to put some effort in to get some effort back. Just because you're a born again believer doesn't mean you don't have to show up on time. I remember one time a young man, I, I came to our church, and uh, I ended up asking one of the people in our church to give him a job. They gave him a job, and he worked that job a little while, and, and uh, you know, uh, I, I got a call from the person who owned the business, and they said, I'm so sorry, Pastor Ron, I'm going to have to let this person go. I said, well, I understand. <laughs> Believe me, I understand. They said, well, you know, uh, number one, they won't show up for work. Number two, when they're here, if they take a break, they stay on the break too long. I just sent them across town to take something. I told them to come right back, and I'm looking to them right now on the news. They have stopped because one of the news places in Beaumont was giving out hot dogs and drinks, and they were there, and they came by and interviewed them, and they were, you know, uh, you know taking a drink, eating a hot dog, and just goofing off. On television, and, and the, the, you know, the owner of the business uh, happened to see this, and, and so I said, I understand. And so that, that, that owner uh, you know, graciously let them go. They went to our church you know, and everything. They let them go, and, 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 and that person drove straight to my office and said, Why did I get fired? I thought those people were Christians. <laughs> I said, Look, buddy, you don't work, you don't eat. You know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't have to work. And just because somebody else is a Christian doesn't mean they have to keep you employed. That's not the way it works. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 5.45, it rains on the just and the unjust. And by the way, rain is a blessing there, not a curse. It's not saying, you know, I, I, I heard everybody. It's saying I bless everybody. You know, um, uh, I love what Ecclesiastes says, although it's, 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 it's tough but it fits right in its place. Time and chance happens to all men. You know, uh, um, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a born again, spirit filled, tongue talking, Jesus loving, you know, devil casting out man of God. And I trip when I don't pick my feet up. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, one of the laws of God is just that good people end up doing better than liars and cheats and thieves it just happens that way 
that's a law of God no matter who we are. Most people spend a reasonable amount of their life, a reasonable amount of their time trying to get better. And we should get better. We should do better. And we all grow from season to season in our life. And most of the time, uh, the, the season we're in, we're trying to keep from repeating what we did in the season we just left. You know, uh, we learn. We, we, we learn from our failures and from our encounters, from our experiences. We learn how to do life better. That is the normal goal of every person, to learn how to do life better, to walk in life better, uh, whether you're saved or you're lost. You know, uh, doing better is better, and we should all do better. But let me tell you for sure, doing better, being better, Getting more is not equal to being born again. The life change that comes to our spirit when our soul is saved. And church should not be only about getting better and doing better and getting more and trying to be more socially acceptable or politically correct. Life should be more than just getting better and doing better. Becoming a better person is not all there is. Jesus told Nicodemus, who was no doubt a very righteous person, in John the chapter 3, you must be born again. You have got to go through an, a change in your life that changes you from the inside and certainly hopefully makes you better on the outside, but a born-again experience. Is what every person needs. Even though there are many laws that are established to govern mankind, nothing takes the place of being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Nothing takes the place of what you can get from the Holy Spirit. To have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, to have the Holy Spirit speaking to us, to have the Holy Spirit helping us and leading us, uh, is, is far outweighs just trying to be good. You know, everyone receives the Holy Spirit when they get born again. And if you will ask Jesus, if you will invite Him into your heart and your life today, then you will be born again and the Holy Spirit will come and live on the inside of you. And something will begin to happen to you when you become a child of God. Something different than just trying to be better. Something different than just getting educated. Something different than just learning from your experiences. Something different than just getting good counsel. Something will happen in the life of an individual, in the life of every person who invites Jesus Christ into their heart, into their life, into their thoughts, into their problems, into their home, into their families. Something supernatural happens. When you get born again, an old nature dies. And you're no longer subject to that old nature. When you get born again, the nature of God becomes your nature. A new nature. Your soul is saved. Your mind begins to be renewed. And you get absolutely on a new track that is a supernatural track of life. It ends up with eternity in heaven. But it affects us in this life as well. Life becomes spiritual instead of natural. This is what the Apostle John wrote in John, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 12. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. You see, some laws which govern life only work for people who have invited Jesus Christ into their heart. 
Like 1 John 5 says, if you have the Son of God, you have life. If you do not have the Son of God, you do not have life. You are absent from what God intended, absent from the supernatural element that causes some laws to go into place in your life. There are many benefits to being born again. One of the biggest benefits, of course, is that you'll never die. You know, uh, one of the most important laws of life is that people who are born again, people who have invited Jesus Christ into their heart and into their life to be their Lord and be their Savior, they never experience death. They simply step from this body into heaven. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. You never die, Jesus said. There is never a death experience for the soul. There is never a death experience for the consciousness of a person who is born again doesn't mean that every person dies a natural death. It doesn't mean that every born-again believer even dies outside of the element of pain. But you will never experience the death of your soul, the death of your spirit. You are a born-again new creation in Christ Jesus. But some of the other benefits to believing in Jesus, some of the other benefits to receiving Him as your Lord and Savior are very powerful. There are three benefits I want to talk about this morning before we conclude. Three benefits to being born again that you need to take advantage of. And if you are not aware that these came along with a package of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you today. If you're not born again, ask Jesus into your heart and your life. If you are born again, then let's begin to take advantage of some of the benefits of being born again. Some of the benefits of having the Holy Spirit live on the inside of us. Some of the benefits of being a child of God instead of a child of this world. We walk in this world, and if we are not watchful, the world will teach you how to be a child of the world. The world will teach you that you need to, 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 to do this and do that and do the other thing to get ahead. you got to cheat or, to, or, you know, all the things that the world wants to teach you. You know, that, 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 if, the, that, that if somebody slaps you, you got to slap them back. That's what the world teaches. If somebody hates you, you need to hate them back. That's what the world teaches. That's how the world thinks. But God's thoughts are so much higher than the world's thoughts, than our mere mortal human nature concepts. We need to take advantage of these benefits. One of the benefits of being born again, one of the benefits of being a child of God is knowing what God thinks. Now this is a supernatural thing that happens in the life of a born-again believer. And many times if we are not watchful, we will sweep it away or we'll discount it. You see, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, tells us in verse 14 that the natural man cannot know spiritual things. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. But we have the mind of Christ. We have been given the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Verse 16 says that you possess the thoughts that God thinks. Proverbs tell us if we will just commit our way to the Lord, if we will submit our way to the Lord. Let me put it in a better context. 
If we will submit our lives to God, if we will submit our feelings to God, if we will submit our thoughts to God, then the Bible says God will establish our thoughts. He will come in and cause us to begin to think His thoughts. That is one of the supernatural benefits of being a child of God that a child of this world cannot know. A child of this world cannot understand the thoughts of God, but we can. We can receive. We can know what God thinks about that, about that, about that, about that. We can understand what God wants. That's one of the benefits. If you are missing out on that benefit, it's like going without some benefit on your credit card. I mean, if you're going to get miles for free, why not sign up? You know, if you're going to get 5% cash back, why not sign up? I mean, if you're a child of God anyway, why not sign up and begin to to massage those thoughts to God? Begin to meditate on those thoughts that God is putting in your head instead of those thoughts that the devil's putting in your head. Instead of those thoughts that the world's putting in your head. Instead of those thoughts that TV's putting into your head or that the news anchor is putting into your head. Why not go ahead and petition God for him to stir up his thoughts, to stir up the mind of Christ in your life so that you can know, you can, you can be smarter than the Republicans, than the Democrats, than the Independents. You can know what God thinks. Praise God. Okay, I guess y'all could tell this is kind of a soapbox. What God thinks is not a mystery to the born-again believer. It does not have to be a mystery. What God expects from you does not have to continue to be a mystery. The will of God does not have to be a mystery in your life if you are born again. Now, if you're not born again, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, you don't have this benefit. To know what God thinks. But we do. We do. A second benefit to being born again, to being a child of God, is true worship. True worship. You know that many people come into a church or or come into a setting or maybe find themselves in a place where worship is going on and they worship on a surface level. They worship almost without a consciousness. They know the words. They can sing the songs. They might, might as well be singing, you know, this Bud's for you. Oh, Bud was a bad choice, wasn't it? <laughs> Budweiser. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hey, they make non-alcoholic beer. No, I'm just, uh, I don't know where I am right now. Would y'all just, somebody come help me. You know, there's, there's, a, there's kind of a joke around my staff. They say, okay, which person can we send to the platform that wouldn't normally be up there that you would recognize if you ever, like, go off the deep end and send somebody, we need to send somebody up? You know, Leonard, Leonard, if Leonard ever comes up to the platform, guys, okay, I'll know it's time for me to get down, all right? You got me, buddy? All right. Okay. Now, there is, a, there is a difference between worship and true worship. There is a difference between mouthing the words. There's a difference between just rote memorization and connecting with, you know, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so 
so good. There's a difference in true worship that the person who is not a child of God cannot know. They cannot know that living spirit on the inside of them that is calling out to a God that they know. Being a child of God gives us an opportunity to worship Him in spirit and in truth. The Lord is looking for people who would worship Him in spirit and in truth. Let me encourage you, if you have not tapped into that benefit in your life, then the very next time you worship, imagine yourself as a child of God who has access to the true worship of God in a spiritual realm that others you know, who do not know Him cannot enter into that throne room. But we are accepted. We boldly come to the throne of grace that we might find mercy and obtain grace that helps in the time of our need and others' need because we are true worshipers of God. We're not fake worshipers. We're not just, just you know, mouthing words and memorizing songs. We're not just you know, doing a grocery list while we're carrying on you know, this, this, this other thing in our life. We're worshiping God with true worship. True worship is a submitted worship. It's a worship where we're not going to Him to try to get Him to pay our electricity bill. We're a conscious child of God that we know He loves us and cares for us, and the words that we are saying to Him are precious to us and precious to Him. That's a benefit of a born-again believer. Let me tell you again, let me encourage you, if you have not tapped into the mind of Christ, if you're not conscious that God is giving you His thoughts, and if you will submit your ways, your thoughts to Him, he will establish your thoughts to be His thoughts. If you are not conscious of worshiping Him, am I truly worshiping Him? Am I worshiping Him in spirit and truth? Or am I just here singing? You know, what am I doing? You know, who's wearing what? You know, you know is uh, worshiping Him. I know that's making sense. Worship is a spiritual expression. It's not a carnal experience. Amen? A third thing that is a benefit of a child of God, which is so powerful, so powerful. That is the element of being led by the Spirit. Not just knowing what God thinks about something, and not just worshiping Him in spirit and in truth, but there's an element of being led by the Spirit of God. You know, that is one of the things that Jesus said when He taught His disciples how to pray. He, he, he prayed, lead us. A part of our prayer is lead us. Lead us not into temptation, you know. Lead us so that we are delivered from evil. Lead us out away from the evil one so the evil one cannot get us. Lead us, Lord. Lead us. That's, you know, exactly what Psalms 23 says. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. He leads me. Boy, leadership of the Lord. Leadership. That leadership that, that helps you to avert evil. You know, it's not just 
knowing the thoughts of God, what he thinks about something. It's not just being a worshiper of him. It's that you can depend on God. As a child of God, you can depend on him to lead you and guide you. Even when you're not conscious, how much more when you are? How much more whenever you have prayed, whenever you understand that, yeah, this is the Lord's leadership. You know, have you, have you ever been in a situation that looked like a detour to you, but you have no idea what God has in store? God is faithful. Years ago, I decided that I would cease to complain about those moments in life that push me into God. I would give them to Him. I would trust Him. That somewhere along the way, He would get glory for the things that I'm going through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God's with me. And He's leading me step by step. Even in days when it seems dark. Don't let the world tell you how dark it is. There's a story in the Old Testament. I encourage you to read it. It's in the book of Exodus. It's where the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt and they were up against the Red Sea. And when they were up against an obstacle and it looked like their enemies, Pharaoh and his army, were going to overtake them and overcome them and drag them back into the world, back into sin, back, back, back into slavery. Some of them were concerned. But the Bible says that there was a pillar of fire representing the Holy Spirit. And the pillar of fire, which illuminated their way and gave them you know, protection and comfort, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord removed from before them and went behind them, and the pillar of fire also went and stood between them and their enemies. But the Bible says this, that this same pillar of fire that gave them light and comfort and direction, and it led them, by the way, another 40 years in the wilderness, that representing our world, our life, okay? It began leading them when they came out of the world. It was darkness and confusion to their enemies. You see, what your enemies are telling you to do, even if, you know, even your best friends, if they don't know Jesus, it might look like darkness and confusion to them, and it looks like comfort and light to you. Go with God. Because the children of this world cannot understand what we plainly can see. Receive Christ. Be born again. Don't, don't, don't leave here or don't leave there you know, on your way uh, to, a, uh, to only a worldly experience and that's it. You, know, you can be born again. You can find out what God really thinks. You can, you can enter into true worship. Something more that, 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 that gives life. And you can depend even when the world only sees darkness and confusion, 
we see light and leadership. Let God lead you. Be led by the Holy Spirit. God went to great lengths all during those 40 years in the wilderness. You can read about it in Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. It's a picture of what He's doing in our life, leading us. The cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. The same leadership. You see, a cloud is hard to see at nighttime, and fire, the light of the fire is hard to see in the daytime. Same leadership. But when you need light, it's light. When you need shade, it's shade. When you need comfort, it's comfort. It's the same Holy Spirit. That same Spirit, Corinthians says, by that same Spirit. And if that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, and He comes in when you get saved, then you know, He will make your mortal body more than just a natural experience. A supernatural experience. Can I pray for all of you right now? Would you let me? Would you receive my prayer right now? Father, just, just receive this there at home, wherever you may be watching, here on campus. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every one of you that your spirit would open and you would invite, you would invite the Holy Spirit right now into your life that you would invite Jesus Christ to be your Lord and be your Savior, and that you would invite the Holy Spirit to become your guide, your comforter, your teacher, your guide. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, I pray for every one, Lord, God, that they would be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And that, God, you would establish their thoughts, Lord. God, that they would experience true worship. And that they, Lord, would be led by your Holy Spirit. Nothing short. Understanding that what the world sees, we don't see. We see something different. May God bless you, give you grace and peace and leadership in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hemmons. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.